Flies telling lies. It is Halloween season. Here with Adam Hudson again. Because hello, hello. I am the Not a Guy from the podcast Horror After Hours. What up? Just here to join Bruce. Have another yeah. fun, fun little chat. Yeah. So a couple of weeks. Well, it's middle of the month now, right? It's, yep. like, it's the 18th. Yep. It feels like the 18th. Let's just go with that. <laughs> um. While you're at work, I was flipping through channels, and on the IFC network, they're playing horror movies this month. The first one was the original Psycho, and I was, and I thought, I was like, maybe it's been a while since I've seen this. And then I think we and you came to the conclusion that me and you just never seen the original Psycho. We've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't think even I've ever actually seen that one, and up until recently. But we know the beats, because yeah. it's been parodied so much in... Comedies, other horror movies, and then the flat-out shot-for-shot remake that came out 22 years ago. I think that one was even a reimagining, wasn't it? No. Shot was for it a shot-for-shot? Shot-for-shot remake. Um, they got a lot of shit for it because usually when you remake something, it has some elements of the original, and then the director will usually put their spin on it. But yeah. they, uh, Gus Van Sant got a lot of shit for doing a shot-for-shot remake. Um so I watched that, and it's more thriller than it is horror. Yeah, correct. There's two killings in it: the the famous shower scene. Yep. And then the the, the private eye, right? Yep. And um, so, anyways, I watched that, and it just kind of like got me thinking. I was like, man, this is. I watched the I watched the legit remake of this in '99, '98. I never watched the original one. Yeah, see, I remember watching the remake, you know, several times like that, and Hayes, right? Yeah. I can't remember who else was in it. Vince Vaughn. I, I liked it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it, it wasn't until you pointed out that I haven't seen this one. Yeah. The just, 1960 version. And I was just I was just sitting there thinking, like, holy shit, man. We've never seen this. <laughs> and we are big horror fanatics. It's, and this, a, it, it's referenced so much in Scream. And then you look back, and then you could just, you could see, like we were talking, Sam Loomis, that name came from Psycho. Yep. <laughs> which became Dr. Loomis in Halloween, yep. which became Billy Loomis in Scream. <laughs> it's crazy how many, how many references to this movie there are throughout the history of horror. Yeah, so that's three decades right there. Yep. <laughs> Almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> so Psycho was made... And released in 1960, mm-hmm. had a budget of 800,000 that brought in 50 million at the box office. Did uh, HBO did a movie with uh, Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. where he played Alfred Hitchcock and dude, and it was the making of Psycho. Oh no shit! It's a good movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this. Mm-hmm. Cool. It was just. Um, and I was watching it, and I realized I knew the beats of the bigger parts. 
knew the shower scene, knew the scream. Um, the uh, slasher theme. Yeah. Wee, 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 wee. yeah. I don't know how the hell you do that. But. <laughs> Everybody does that. It, that. That part even made it to Friends. Yeah. The first, like, one or two episodes <laughs> in the first season of Friends, Phoebe does that. And that was in 1994. Yeah. So, yeah. This... It's just been in the lexicon for... You know, like, so I was watching it, and I was just like, damn. Okay, I, I I know this because I watched the remake, but I never saw the original. It's just nuts to think that. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually really impressed with how well it was made. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's more thriller than anything. But there is so much... Um, so much thinking involved in this movie. Psychological. Yeah. I mean, they really play with your head. There is a... Uh, and, I, and watching it made me think, I was like, okay, she is hearing the conversations that are happening as she's driving. Yeah. And when I saw the first one, I was just like, I, I had seen that done in the Silence of the Hams. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Where they, they were doing that, the driver was thinking, but they were all in the car, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Talking right beside him, talking right at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was Billy Zane in that one, I think, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, it's just so many different things have made it to different movies that I, I was I pieced the movie together by not even watching it. <laughs> and then watching the remake. And then I just never went to go watch the original, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I've had this movie for years and I've never seen it. Yeah. It just blows me away. I never watched any of the sequels either. No, those I know I've seen. No, all they did in the 80s was horror, horror slasher movies blew up in the 80s. Yep. They turned Norman Bates into a fucking slasher killer, <laughs> is what they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, 1960 version of Psycho was initially considered a controversial... Or it was considered controversial and received mixed reviews, but the audience fascination and outstanding box office returns prompted a major critical re-evaluation cycle. Psycho was uh, nominated for four Academy Awards, including Best Supporting Actress for Janet Leigh mm-hmm. and Best Actor, or not Best Actor, Best Director for Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. This is easily considered one of his best films. Uh, it was praised as a major work of cinematic art by international film critics and scholars due to its slick direction, tense atmosphere, effective camera work, and memorable score, and uh, iconic performances. It's uh. When you go back and rewatch it, you have it, it's hard to disassociate the time that it was made because things are different now. Yeah. You know? But this was also considered the original slasher. Mm-hmm. Which and, is like you said, it's really crazy because there's only two Yeah. You only see two deaths in this one. That's why I started off like it's more thriller than anything. Yeah. So it's kinda hard to look at it through the lens of it being a slasher flick. Yeah. Just got to consider the times and for its time it was truly uh, a scary movie you know 
And and you got to think too, like there wasn't a lot of blood on scene back then. Now they, I think they show the slices on the PI's face, but you don't. I mean, it is black and white too, so you're not going to see the blood anyways. But I, you know, you think back to that time, and there wasn't a lot of blood on screen. No, not except for until the spaghetti westerns came. Yeah. And uh, then that made its way over. <laughs> into the next movie <laughs> that came on right after that and I was like you know I don't remember the last time or if I saw this one either which is Last House on the Left <laughs> this one was a um, very strange movie and what got me was it's nuts too because I was listening to a podcast after I told you this it's going to sound disingenuous with me saying that but like Bill Hader was talking about how the music just never synced up with the movie. <laughs> and uh, I was, I, I told Adam, I said, Adam, that movie does not sync up with the music. Now I get it, they were under budgeted and all this other stuff. But every time they showed the cops, they wanted it to be a comedic feel like they're a bumbling Benny Hill's fucking <laughs> sideshow because I was like, some real stupid shitty music. <laughs> yeah, and it just it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to why the. I mean, I get it. it, it you, you read up. I read. I read up on it after because I just didn't get the music score, and they were just under budgeted and kind of just worked with what they could get. So it's just like, but even then, man. Even then, you got to do better than the music choices that were made for. And that movie was that. I don't know if it was the first. It might have been to be called Torture Porn. Yeah, that kind of was the the Godfather of them all, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It was it was crazy. The the music score, I just couldn't I couldn't let it go, and I still can't let the music score go for that movie. It was just it didn't it didn't match the scenes that it was it was playing in. Um, yeah, it didn't didn't really raise the drama. It didn't really intensify the movie in any way. It, it kind of bogged the movie down. If you go back and listen to Adam's podcast on Halloween, that does the exact opposite. Yeah, it actually makes the movie better. It makes the scenes better. It makes Michael Myers just walking, not even briskly chasing Jamie Lee. You hear doo doo. Yep. Yep, he makes you tense up. <laughs> yeah, the music just, I don't know, man. I'm glad I watched it just to see that because I guess I just never watched that one before either. Well, this one I've seen a few know, times. Yeah, yeah, you could say a few times. It's probably been 50. <laughs> There's a remake that came out in 09 when all the horror movies were getting rebooted back then. Yeah. I didn't watch that one either, though. Uh, I think I'd seen the remake once, and I don't really remember much of it. Because if you remember, 2003, we got the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel. And then we got uh, The House of Wax. Oh, yeah. Then we got The Fog. And then then we got uh, Prom Night in 08. Prom Night was actually okay. That one was just a, a, an obsessed teacher. Yeah. It's an okay movie, though. <laughs> yeah. It, decent enough, right? I, yeah. Worth the one watch. And in 09, they came out swinging with Friday the 13th as yeah. their main remake coming out. 
2010 brought us that garbage uh, nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so 2009 we got that, and then we got the last house on the left. I just I just didn't watch it. Now, like I said, I've seen it once. Yeah, but uh, I actually enjoyed the original. Yeah, uh, I tried to you know tune out the music a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> So this movie was released in 1972. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. Yep. But the funny thing is, this was produced by Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah. Of Friday the 13th fame. Mm-hmm. He, he actually bought, or he, he checked, nobody had the rights to the, to, the, to the name Friday the 13th. And then he just put up Friday the 13th, the scariest... Was it the scariest day or scariest movie of the year? Yep. And then that gained interest, and he was like, well, Shit, fuck. now i got to write a story. Yeah. <laughs> now i got to write a movie for it. <laughs> Which is a pretty cool way to think, you know? Yeah. I mean, it it came out to be this great, amazing movie that we all know and love today. Um, Another thing that came, so that's... This movie literally helped spawn the two biggest 80s franchises. Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Krug is in this one as a bad guy. Yep. That's where Wes Craven got Freddy Krueger from to put in the movie. <laughs> like the name and just, okay, we're calling Freddy Krueger. Because I worked with this guy that we called Krug on. Now, you and I were discussing this uh, last week. Yeah. And, you know, kind of dug into the history of this movie a little bit. Yeah. It was originally titled Krug and Company. Yeah, that that just sounds like fucking happy time fun hour. <laughs> I know, right? Like you come out in bell bottoms and sing and dance and <laughs> See Krug and Company, the name definitely wouldn't have worked. Last no. house on the left actually has this uh, ominous feel to it. Mm. Just the name alone. There's a podcast and I think Fangoria does it or some some horror fans put it together called the last pod on the left <laughs> oh nice yeah uh last house last house on the left was one of the most disturbing movies of its genre mm-hmm. the movie poster itself read keep telling yourself mm-hmm. it's only a movie yeah it's only a movie it's only a movie and it repeats like see that's super times. cheesy man like you can never get away with that now <laughs> without that being tongue-in-cheek because psycho actually kind of did the same thing too yep i don't know if they did said that but it was it was something similar yep. <laughs> you know it was um oh so in uh i, I put the trailer for scream at the beginning of my podcast, and nice. I, was, I was trying not to laugh because <laughs> in there I was just like, "Oh no!" Because the spoof became a spoof, <laughs> but it was like, "Don't open the door!" <laughs> don't, and I was just like, "Don't, don't, don't, don't!" Because <laughs> they made fun of that in those fake trailers. I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> I kept waiting for them to make that movie. <laughs> yeah, don't look up. <laughs> don't look down. Don't look behind you. <laughs> don't watch this movie. <laughs> The movie was supposed to be called Don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, which was on a Grindhouse double feature from 2007 with Planet Terror and Death Proof. In between, they play a bunch of fake horror movie trailers, which is awesome. And one of those was Machete. That No, that played at the beginning right before Planet Terror starts. 
Yeah, so Machete played right before Planet Terror, then Planet Terror, then it says a small intermission, then it starts playing these trailers. In the Canadian release, they played a trailer called Hobo with a Shotgun, which became a movie. Yes, and I actually got a kick out of that movie. Yeah, which it is... It is so gory. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Rutger Hauer film. Yeah, I watched that with my ex and my daughter, and they, they tapped out pretty quick. <laughs> it's uh, pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah. So, two fake trailers spawned two real movies. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But uh, anyways, back to uh, Last House on the Left. Yeah, it's just... I couldn't get over the... I just couldn't get past the music choices. <laughs> so, the... Uh, the guy who played Krug, mm -hmm. his name was David Hess. Mm -hmm. He uh, began his professional career as a songwriter for Shalimar Music in 1957 under the pseudonym of David Hill. His first recording was a quick hit, which was later performed by and uh, credited to Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. That song was All Shook Up. <laughs> After... Uh, Success as a songwriter and producer, his career split off into several new directions. One with his starring role in Wes Craven's Last House on the Left. So, another thing that he may not have gotten credit for was that he actually scored this movie, Last House. Sorry, dude, you made some bad <laughs> music choices. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> well, he passed away, I think, in '95. And he came to the wrong podcast, Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know man just odd the whole yeah, thing was, was just I odd had, I totally agree and every time they like stabbing somebody you know they had this weird sound to it like they're hitting several keys on the keyboard for a yeah. synthesizer all at once <laughs> and then it wouldn't even sync up with the stabbing sometimes either yeah. it's just weird man and it, I get it it was just low budget yeah, I, 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 and I'm not here to excuse it. I'm just saying they fucking made shitty choices in it, man. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to give the remake a watch. It definitely won't be this Halloween season, though. I feel like I've watched one Last House on the Left and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really honestly can't remember the remake. Yeah. I don't know if it was a shot for shot or if it was a totally different tape. But. Yeah. It was just, uh, but yeah, so in the early 2000s, we just started getting remakes of horror movies. Yeah, it was just one after another, after another, after another. Yeah, so, so it's shockingly, both of these movies were discussing our remakes. <laughs> you know? 98 and then 09. Fucking nuts, man. Speaking of remakes, a horror movie remake I I did enjoy was the remake of Fright Night. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. <laughs> All right, yeah, I finally did break down. I watched it. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I rented it with Skylar and my ex. And I just, I rented it because it was Fright Night. And I was just like, ah, fuck, man. Nah. I don't think I'm going to like it, but yep, let's rent it. Rent it, and, and then it was done. I was just like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was actually pretty surprised because I was like, I've seen so many remakes, and they all just... Not good. They, they spit on the originals, and yeah. pissed me off. So I put off watching any remakes for a long time. What was it the, when you heard that they were remaking a movie? Were you like, damn, really? 
Yeah, I actually, the first time I heard about something like that, I was really excited. I was like, fuck. I love the I love the original one. Let's see the new shit. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they updated it. Maybe it's a better story or... Not a better story, but better special effects or some yeah, shit. Just updated. Which one? Uh, that one. The Fog. Yeah. Yeah. The Fog. I was so excited when I heard that this one was being redone. Mm-hmm. I was reading about, reading about it in Fangoria. Yeah. They took what was a fucking iconic mm-hmm. uh, ghost story. Mm-hmm. A rated R movie, and they turned it into a PG-13 piece of crap. Yeah. And uh, one I was shocked in, the first one I just... It was too gruesome for me. That was like, I thought, I was like, okay, this is definitely torture porn. Was I spit on your grave. They remade that movie, now, which shocked me that that was a movie to be remade. Yeah, of, no shit. Because the original, that that was definitely torture porn. Um, it was just brutal. We don't need to get into the discussion of it. Because no. it's so like, ugh. So when I heard... Like, I was, you know, I follow horror websites, so they're like, cult classic, fucking, I was like, whoa, wait, what? I, I don't need to watch that, man. <laughs> so now there's this documentary out on it, too. Oh, there is, uh? Growing up with I Spit on Your Grave. Ooh. And I have that. Of course you do. You know the remake got a sequel. It had two sequels. Oh, it did, huh? There was a third. Holy <laughs> shit, man. Actually, there was a fourth. Uh, there was a fourth one that just came out. I think it was last year. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but holy shit, man! And it it brings back the original lady who played in the first one. In the fir- very first one. So uh, shit, how old is she now? Like sixty something. Sixty eight, I believe. Okay. Camille Keaton. Okay. And she took part in the movie, but it was like her granddaughter or something like that who all this shit happened to. Oof. Not the exact same thing, yeah, but, mind you, but it was... Yeah, similar. So that that was the one um, that I was like, damn, they're remaking... It's like, I don't need to watch that one, man. Like, fuck, man, I could barely stomach the first time I watched that first one, man. Um, yeah. And then another, I guess a sequel in this matter, um, was in 07, 08 when it came out. Um, Lost Boys, The Tribe. <laughs> Now, when I first saw that, I was like, that was pretty cool. And then you watch it, uh, I heard you say, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the first thing I told you was, well, first off, because you asked me, well, why? And I said, well, first off, the beefy sax player wasn't in it. <laughs> and you're like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, essentially all it was was dirt bike riding vampires, and the storyline was reversed. There was a brother and sister, and the sister became part of the vampire clique. Which, okay, man. Okay. But it's just like, eh. No. <laughs> yeah, the David character in that one, in the tribe, really it, looked like Edge. Yeah, well, not only that, he's Kiefer's brother. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay, I didn't read that part. You had to be, like, uh, something Sutherland. Wow, okay. Kiefer's brother, though, fucking played the main vampire bad guy. Wasn't he also in the first Lost Boys movie when uh, 
David dies? No. Wasn't that his brother? Because when they showed David again after he'd been mm-hmm. run through with the... Uh... Oh, no, they just shaved Kiefer. Oh, did they? Because he had the 5 o'clock shadow, and then when he died, that fucking went out, and it went back to how he looked as a teenager. Yeah, he was really young. Yeah, so they just made him shave. Okay. But yeah, so all these different remakes just, like I said, just got, got me thinking, had a lot of thoughts, just wanted to discuss them with you. <laughs> no, I'm totally down with it. I love, yeah. love discussing movies with you. Yeah, and then um, it was just odd, odd choices that stuck with me. <laughs> and well, then and mind you that this movie's very fucking horrific, fucking yeah. shit happens. Like, it's... like after, after they do what they do to those two girls... And they kill one, and then one just gets up and walks away. Like, none of them look happy with themselves. No, they are totally disgusted with themselves. Like, And then they the kill her, they obviously. Yeah. Yeah, they obviously kill her. <clears throat> but it was just like, they just let her get up and wonder, and then they're like, oh, shit, we have to kill her. <laughs> you yeah, know? Can't, can't let her walk away from this. Yeah, it was just dirty feeling, like worse than dirty. Yeah. You and know? And try and wash themselves in the, wa- in the lake there. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, a death scene that just kind of threw me off. It wasn't even death. It was just the mom after they found out that their daughter was killed and it was by these guys. Yep. The mom seduces one of the bad guys and gives him a blowjob and then bites his dick off, man. That was fucking funny yeah i was like holy shit man and now for somehow somehow i found a uh documentary on this movie i'm not surprised well i'm always looking for documentaries yeah uh this one they talked about how how they did that part and made it look so convincing Uh uh-huh is that they gave this guy an extra long belt and had him stick it through the zipper oh really and when she bit down he's shaking on that and that's what that was oh okay (laughs) See, that's the type of stuff that, uh, as far as movie going, when you're short short on budget, you get stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Very creative. Very creative. And, um, because that just, like, when 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 you're watching it and you're in the moment, like, oh, fuck, man. And it's... And she, he legit is trying to pull away and she ain't letting go. Fuck. (laughs) And that situation, though, I mean, it was just... Gruesome. Yeah. Um, One of the most disturbing death scenes in that movie, I thought, was... Uh, chainsaw. <laughs> well, there's that one, but the one that really got me, though, was the one that they didn't even show on camera. Oh, yeah. When uh, Krug's son kills himself. Uh, Krug is yelling at him, blow your brains out. Yeah. Blow your brain! He's just screaming yeah. at him, and finally he just yeah. puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Yeah, they don't. You hear the gun go off, and mm. you hear him hit the ground, mm-hmm. and then they pan back to him, and he's got blood running out of his mouth, and mm-hmm. he's just yeah. It was that that part creeped me out for some reason. Yeah, it's just a fucked up movie. That's why it's yeah. like creeped you out. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, just odd shit and figure good Halloween talk. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, this will get posted tomorrow, so I'll send you the link. Sweet. And I know you got other shit going on today, so I'll probably do a solo cast today. Yeah, yeah. Send me that link, too. 
I always post your shit. No, always happy for it. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh... Thanks for bringing the facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun, man. All right, man. Have a good one. All right.